welcome to couch potato. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, or welcome to the first episode that you're listening to, which is technically the ninth episode, but hey, I messed it up already, woohoo, still have no idea how to start these, it's always awkward, it's always a train, train wreck, I was about to say train crash, but it's a car crash and a train wreck, digging the hole deeper, um, yeah, welcome back, episode nine of the Couch Potato Podcast, still here, still bad, still awful, um, but at least we're consistently awful and bad, and definitely not on any form of schedule. Got to keep it up. To be consistently inconsistent and to have talked pure and utter crap for 42 seconds already. Amazing stuff. Um, for everyone who's back to listen again, thank you, but I also question your sanity at this stage. And for everyone who's listening for the first time, I apologize for everything that I've just said so far and everything that is to come. Um, but yeah, welcome. Welcome everyone to today, which is the 7th of the 8th of 2020, aka Runiverse. Um, the world is still fairly mental. Um, I am still fairly mental. At the end of the day, this is one man, one mic. Uh, spitting some audible chocolate to himself in a room in fear of his dog barking at any time because of her crippling anxiety or the front door opening and his uh, his family shouting up at him and making him start again from the very beginning. And now we've reached the two minute mark of talking pure shit. So what is on today's episode, Jimmy? Uh, we're just going to make it up as we go along. Just kidding. We actually have two things that I'd like to talk about today. Um, one of them is nutrition related for the first time in several weeks. Um, and I'd like to just kind of go over, I think, my thoughts on the government's new obesity strategy. Um, just to kind of put it out there. No one's going to give a shit, so who cares? I'll do it anyway. Um, and then... Just, I think for me, it would be nice to maybe have a bit of reflection and gratitude. And this week's been, the last few weeks have been pretty special for me. Um, and I feel like it would be nice just to document it in some way, shape or form. And I cannot be arse writing, so I'm going to talk to myself. And you're going to listen to me talking to myself, about myself. So there we go. Sweet. Um, but yeah, so... Just for timestamp reasons, three minute mark, must remember that. This is officially the time that we are talking about the government's um, new strategies or proposals to tackle the obesity crisis, or as they've called it, the war on obesity, which in of itself is retarded because stigmatizing language like that can actually push people further down the... Uh, down the rabbit hole of obesity um, and how do I know this well research supports that but also having experienced those issues myself trust me it did not help to be called obese nor did it help to be called fat um, nor did it help 
to have people look at you as if you are the one to blame for certain health concerns on a public health level or anything like that. So firstly, whoever is drawing up the articles around this or the language which is used in publication, you're a fucking moron. Please retire um, or at least hire someone who knows what they're talking about. That would be helpful. Um, so now that's out of the way. Stigmatizing language sucks. The proposals themselves are actually just to be candid and to take like an evidence-based approach to this. All the proposals outlined are supported by data and that's important to note because there's a reason why the government had to go with the proposals in which they've gone with and it's because they've they essentially they've they've they put themselves in such a difficult position because they've made such an absolute horlicks of COVID-19 and the response to that and a lot of people have obviously suffered and, and tragically sort of passed away because of it and now they have no choice but to but to follow the the kind of the the empirical evidence in in what can be used to actually help improve um cases of obesity and and, and address sort of the overweight issue and things of that nature but the problem with that is and this is why i know that they don't know what they're talking about um oh that was very loud apologies if someone just went deaf um In the first instance, when it came to COVID-19, the government essentially ignored the um, sort of the, the, how would you describe it, sort of the general feelings and thoughts and, and sort of interpretations of the data of the scientific community. Uh, in the second instance, what they've done is they've fully taken on board what has been... Uh, I guess, researched or shown in the scientific community and assumed that that it will equivocate to the results that they're hoping for. However, it's two different issues entirely. And the problem with the challenge, or sort of the challenge with obesity, I would say, and, and, and weight management is that there is no, there is no one intervention that's going to fix it or several the fact of the matter is obesity is and and weight management as a whole is a case by case basis you know each and every person's journey to their present moment is unique and for those who are lean for those who are quote-unquote healthy for those who are obese for those who may have slightly more body fatness than they might like or whatever you know there's a long journey to get to that stage it's not you don't wake up one day obese similarly it's it's like you don't wake up one day with an eating disorder or whatever else you know right so what the government are hoping for and this is probably the difficulty with public health nutrition is that these are broad stroke interventions and, and oh can't even don't make oh my god that was a total car crash <laughs> these are broad stroke interventions for something which requires finesse and care and tailoring to the person 
um, obesity is, yes, you can say it's as straightforward as um, energy balance, which is fine. You know, if you want to look at it as a as humans being purely robotic, then yes, that would be the case. A lot of internet experts would quote calorie fucking deficit um, and then pretend to talk about subjects which they know nothing about. I'm not going to allude to who that is. They might be based in Bali. They might be a ball bag. Who knows? Um, but at the end of the day, it's a very human condition. And there are a lot of comorbidities which go with obesity. Never mind the physical. We're also talking about the psychological as well. And for a lot of people, food may simply be an outcome or a symptom of some sort of psychiatric disorder or a byproduct of their environment or you know, something that they've simply not been educated about and to say to someone, well, you need to eat less and move more. I mean, for a lot of people, that's the equivalent of, of telling a depressed person to buck up or someone with a broken leg to just get on with it, you know, or stick a plaster on it. Like it's, it's fucking worthless information at that stage. It's In fact, it's the kind of response that would push someone further down that route which they were looking support to to I, I guess not escape from but to overcome you know the, like everyone wants to be healthy that's like I, I can't imagine a world where someone would uh, like choose to be unhealthy and the fact that people think that this is a willpower thing shows just how ignorant people really are to the complexities of obesity and weight management and that's about as serious as I'm going to get in the subject. <laughs> um, and I think it's it's just... The government are going to continue to make flawed decisions because they're they're essentially a group of idiots who have no sort of specialis- specializations. I mean, was it Matt Hancock said that you must maintain a certain distance away and then the video of him, you know, patting an MP on the back in the middle of Parliament, even with the fucking, you know designated areas where you have to stand to be a certain amount apart went viral you know that's your health minister and he's a moron so what hope do we have from them you know especially considering the language they've used and especially considering the fact that it only became a problem when it affected the prime minister who in of himself is a total fucking idiot I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I don't know how he's in any way, shape, or form authority. He's a moron. And then there's a fly in my room. It's really annoying. Um, it's quite a... It's a frustrating thing. I understand why they're doing it. But I... In my mind, it is... Misunderstanding and per application because it, it's never going to address the problem. You might see some numbers improve. You might. But at the end of the day, you know, you're focusing really on quantitative figures that are significant, you know, within a study. But even those figures which we think are significant, you know, at least from a data perspective, may not be significant in a practical environment. And there is a massive 
disparity with focusing on the qualitative aspect of obesity and weight management. Like pushing people towards Slimming World, which is a fucking organization based on essentially Stockholm syndrome where you have to rely on the other like you have to rely on this company who is not going to empower you or educate you or whatever, but they're gonna guilt you into coming back week after week after week with bullshit fucking strategies for weight loss. Like calling a food a sin is just so like I can't even begin to put into words how pissed off it makes me. Like I I understand Slimming World. That does not mean I agree with it. That does not mean I like it. Like I myself, if someone could wipe it off the face of the earth, yes, please. But that does not mean that I don't understand it. I, I fully understand that it is one of the few weight management interventions which meets that sort of criteria of clinical significance in helping people achieve a certain amount of weight loss over a specific amount of time. But it's just fucking bullshit because it doesn't matter in a practical setting. Yes, there might be a few who will go to Weight Watchers and sustain weight loss for the rest of their life, and that's fine. That's not to say that there's not a better alternative to it, and it's almost by accident that they find that long-term success. But a lot of people, and this is, again, harking back to the qualitative side and quantitative side, if you want to go that way, will find that the very judgmental and um, codependent sort of structure of Weight Watchers will actually lead to them developing a poorer state of health. But also, once they leave Weight Watchers, I mean, they will feel, or they will likely have a poorer relationship with food, a poorer relationship with themselves, like a lower sense of like core self-esteem. Like, the qualitative is what scares me because the qualitative is what leads to the most, I would say, at least from a psychiatric perspective, the most severe of the uh, sort of comorbidity outcomes. Like when people have a poor relationship with food, for example, like, like binge eating disorder is one thing, right? So, while the binge eating disorder doesn't discriminate, there's plenty of lean people who binge eat as well as there is um, people who do struggle with weight management, but it can obviously contribute just based on purely physics and the energy balance and whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, with binge eating, like there is a there is a route from binge eating to poor body image, to then thoughts of suicidality, to then actually sort of actioning on that itself. So what people may think is something in relation to like lack of willpower, which I fucking hate that in of itself. Like willpower has nothing to do with anything. Like it's it's an airy fairy bullshit term that we've used to guilt people into feeling worse about themselves for not being able to stick to something which doesn't work for them. It's fucking stupid. Um, like if you want to say someone doesn't have the willpower to not binge eat or stick to an intervention like Weight Watchers and then that ultimately culminates in thoughts of suicidality and not wanting to be here because they feel like they're such their, their core self-esteem is so low 
what, like how do we measure that then boris matt like how do we because you're you're rolling this out on a public level you understand that like this is going to be exposed to millions of people can you fathom that and to use the veil of it's not even the veil what am i trying to say here it's almost like they've they know that they've messed up so bad so now they want to shift the blame to another group this is why i don't like them when coronavirus first started it was their own hubris which made them choose to not follow the scientific community's sort of general train of thought which was more severe or extreme limitations on travel isolation all these kind of things you know we want to keep the virus at bay and that means that we have to be really quick to act and extreme in our measures from day one that was sort of the the general scientific consensus right they were like nah herd community we'll be fine blah da da totally fucked it right so then the next thing they do is who do they blame they look to blame scientists first then they somehow managed to shift that in a way to say that it was grossly uh, the numbers were sort of grossly overblown by our elderly population so shifting the blame slightly to them and then it became flavor of the month with black lives matter and they wanted to show some sort of warped solidarity with that movement but also showing that ethnicities had a role in the higher mortality rates which is fucked up because that's your fault and now it is weight management which is the issue so the whole thing just annoys me i wish i had a really coordinated way just to say i fucking hate these cocks that are running our country they don't uh, i wouldn't say that they have much of a way in say of what i do obviously or else i uh, probably wouldn't call them willy heads on a podcast but um just don't like it i think the whole thing's just messed up and, and no one seems to really know what they're doing at the top which is very scary there's very intelligent people out there who could manage this much better but unfortunately they do not seem to uh to be sort of being taken considered or taken on board instead we have morons morons leading morons which is clearly not working out too well for us unfortunately shout out to northern ireland though <laughs> we're doing fucking sweet um God, I love the fact. Do you know what? It makes it so good. Because we're anti-social bastards, we're winning, which is great. God, I love that. I think we invented, uh, was it social distancing before it was even popular? <laughs> Legends. Um, yeah, what a ramble that was. Uh, in summary... TLDR, government strategies, whatever, based on science. Science has been misinterpreted, misapplied because they don't know what they're talking about and they fucked up with coronavirus, so now they have to use science, so they're handcuffed into doing it. Matthew nor Boris knows what they're doing. Weight Watchers is a very bad solution to the weight management problem. GP should be trained. I do believe that there should be more on site. Um, nutritionists and dietitians those registered with the society for nutrition or no 
can't remember what my own fucking thing's called. Um, of course, we do have dietitians, but I think there's, we also need to expand that because dietitians are overloaded at the moment, and it's gotten to the stage now where everything dietitians do is practically reactive, and they don't have a chance to be proactive in their approach with with clients and patients, and also their their fucking hand tied by the amount of work they have to do, which is paperwork and all this kind of bullshit. So, not great. Um, but generally speaking, like the like the fact that we don't really have any sort of proactive health interventions going on of merit uh, speaks volumes. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, whole thing's a shit show. Government's a joke. Weight Watchers is poop. Um, I'm grumpy. And uh, yeah. V for Vendetta kind of time, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What can you do? Nightmare. Starts with us. Fuck the rest of them. And by the rest of them, I mean the government. Um, cool. Right. So that's 21 minutes. Timestamp. Bang, bang. That's my timestamp noise. Because um, I was just ranting there at the end. So. But I was kind of doing it just so I had a, I had like an even thing to stab on. Um, I guess sort of the other thing I, I kind of wanted to talk about in the podcast, and there's no real sort of smooth way for me to transition. I'm not particularly suave. Um, although, you know, I do sound like I'm from Maloon Road and you know, Daddy's Money, and that's more. Uh, just ignore me. That's me fixing myself on the chair because my arse is sticking to the seat. Um, <sighs> a nightmare. I'm just a nightmare. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about sort of the last few weeks and you know kind of reflecting on st- stuff that's gone on and you know I think gratitude gets thrown around an awful lot and doesn't seem to mean an awful lot these days and I think there's a lot of people who proclaim false positivity to the point where it's almost like I hate to use the word toxic positivity because that sounds like it's straight out of some fucking Tumblr wizard's vocabulary, like. But it it, it kind of feels like that is the best description of it sometimes. And over the last few weeks, and maybe it's just because I've sort of settled more into this role of kind of knowing who I am, I guess, like with this whole purpose meets passion sort of thing and, and sort of digging a bit more into philosophy and stuff and I guess just conversations with the people I'm working with too and, you know, I see a lot of um, similarities in the people I'm helping and sort of the outcomes that that, that are happening and... and uh, you know, for me, who, um, I know I spoke about it previously, but um, f- for me, who was someone who struggled with their image, body weight, weight management, binge eating disorder, anorexia, bulimia, um, depression, anxiety, other mental health issues, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, um, a lot of 
issues surrounding their sort of their core self-esteem. I guess one of the things, one of the things that I pride myself on, and one of the reasons why I started this whole nutrition gig, <laughs> such a terrible word for it, um, was there's this kind of desire to create um, something that I wish I had when I was at my very worst. And I feel like maybe uh, I obviously don't want to see people at their worst, but a lot of people come to me when they're at their worst and maybe it's just timing or whatever. But in recent weeks, there's been quite a few conversations I've had with people who genuinely feel like their entire life has turned around since they've started working with us. And it's really hard to put into words how fucking happy that makes me like I get I get chills like I've, I've got what you, like goosebumps like the wee hair stand up in the back of your hand or whatever just talking about it like I love it like I genuinely love it it's like an obsession for me you know and I probably have to reel it in at some stage I wish my body could keep up with my brain. <laughs> um, as you can tell, my brain obviously goes quite quick and doesn't seem to make an awful lot of sense an awful lot of the time. Um, but, you know, it's just... and It's something that I that I put up earlier on, um, on social media and whatever. And, you know, it's kind of sick when you can quote yourself because you're such a fucking influencer, big balls. Albeit I've tiny little shrimpy balls. Um, you know, it was something I heard elsewhere. And, uh, you know, it was this concept of whenever you do something around passion, you know, when, when you genuinely care from, like, the bottom of your fucking soul, heart, whatever you want to call it, like, that's when every single part of you is in it. And like, like if, if I could do it for free, I'd do it for free. Like if, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I'd still be doing it. No problem. Um, but it was, it's like that passion is, it's very similar to love. Like when you love someone, it's almost uncontrolled in a way. Like you're blinded by other people's opinions or, you know, financial issues or your job or insecurities or um time like nothing matters but that and to me it's like it's not that nothing matters but this but it's how much the impact of what i do matters is is kind of like what supersedes everything it's like and I guess that's why I've, I put so much work into the content and stuff these days. It's like, I think from a from a business acumen side of things, you have to understand that if you don't have an audience, you won't have an impact, or at least the kind of impact that you want. And I want to have a very grand impact. Like I want to help change a lot of people's lives, like as many as I can in whatever time I've got. 
but you need an audience for that. And that's why I've been putting so much work into the content and trying to expand things and try things and, and, and market and advertise and, and all this stuff. And, and I wish that it was for something as simple as more money, but I genuinely do not give a fuck about the money. And that both scares me and excites me in a funny way. Um, and uh, I think was what was sort of most kind of hit hard to me was this sort of sense that like the question of is what you're doing rational you know and it's like well why why does it have to be like why like why does it have to be rational why does waking up at 4 30 in the morning to work have to be rational when it doesn't feel like work why does staying up to all hours of the night to answer questions for people who you work with from all over the globe why does that have to be rational why do you put in so much work why do you post so much content why do you post so much free content why do you try to help so many people why do you message so many people why do you like why do you do all this stuff like that's not rational that's not what you're supposed to do well if what we were supposed to do isn't working then who the fuck are you to say that it's rational or not my irrationality is working for me because I get to change lives and I feel so fucking amazing for doing that because I know what it feels like to be on the other side of it because I've lived it and to help people move past it is the best feeling in the world aside from cereal which is fucking mega well cereal and sushi oh it's tough actually cereal sushi just a great time to be alive guys you know you've got episode nine of the podcast we're living in the universe jimmy's gone off on one on gratitude and we watch it just a great time to be alive you gotta fucking love it right and then for like the one last thing i would say to people who are listening who genuinely do have like passion and ideas is you may as well try it because I fucked up so many times that I don't even care. I look forward to fucking up now because I know if I fuck up, at least I learn something. Um, and I never see it as a negative. Like, in fact, I'll be very, like, I think one of the things that helped me the most is I am so accountable to myself that if I make a mistake, I'll be like, yep, that was me. You know, even if it's someone else who may have made the mistake directly themselves, I'd be like, well, that was my fault because I didn't, you know, like, how can I do it better so that they don't make that mistake? How can I do this so it doesn't work out that way? How do I do it so we get this result? You know, that sort of overwhelming self of, or sense of sort of self-accountability, I think is very important. Um, but I, I think I, I just, I just, please, if you have an idea, whatever it may be, you want to make fucking bracelets, make bracelets. You want to, I don't know start a window cleaning service you want to start a marketing agency you want to be an actor actress you want to fly to the moon whatever just honestly just try just fucking try because there's no point thinking about it to the point of an action because you're going to worry about all the stuff that, that may happen the shit that you worry about that may happen is probably never going to happen whereas if you just act you will make mistakes that's the point you learn you get better and you accomplish that's the whole like that's how it works like 
like Steve Jobs didn't build Steve Jobs built Apple, right? I'm hoping this is right. Like he fucked up more than uh than he got right in the beginning. But it only took him to get it right and to start like whenever he actually got it right, that's when it took off. And then he was afforded the ability to make other mistakes. But out of those mistakes came the Mac, the iPhone, the iPod, the the fucking shuffle, which was a beast. You know. But he only made the but he only got there because he made so many mistakes. So mistakes are fucking cool. I like them. Apart from if it's like if you stub your toe or stand on Lego, that shit is just that's a mistake you don't have to make. Because I'll tell you this. Shit hurts. Don't do it. You don't need to learn that. <laughs> you do not need to learn that. Okay. Anyway. Rambling. Going insane. We're going to end it there. Um, very interesting podcast. I'm hungry. As usual. We're going to end it. Um, if this was your first one. This is what they're all like. So apologies. <laughs> um... If this is your episode 9 or whatever episode it could be for you, then thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the feedback. Like, it means a lot to me. It genuinely does. And um, I suppose I'd like to get your thoughts on anything I've said in this as well, for what it's worth. You can just send me a message, whatever. Um, but yeah, guys, I um, if you're listening to it on Friday, I hope you have a good weekend. If you're listening at the weekend, then I hope you have a good weekend. If you're listening to it on Monday, I hope you have a good Monday. Uh, and if you're listening to it any other day of the week, blah, 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 it doesn't fucking matter. You get the gist. All right, cool. Sweet. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace out. Clean your hands. Wash your hands. Clean your elbows. I don't know. What's the rules for coronavirus anymore? Who knows? Anyway, peace. Peace.